So not too long ago, I was um, playing hockey with the sixth graders, and I was also uh, playing soccer with the eighth graders because they heard about me playing hockey with the sixth graders, so they wanted me to play soccer with them. And then some of the younger grades saw me playing soccer with the eighth graders, so they wanted me to play football with them. And so I did. And I didn't think anything of it agreeing to doing these things. Um, I've played sports before as I was growing up. I knew basically how they worked. Uh, but it didn't really occur to me that I'm not in as good a shape as I used to be, or that I'm not as young as I used to be. Uh, and so afterwards, there was a certain kind of tiredness, a certain kind of um, soreness for uh, some of those things. And so I was being humbled. I was being brought back to reality. I had this concept in my mind of like, oh, I can recover quickly because that's how it used to work. And, uh, and instead, God was reminding me that, that I, things don't work quite as well as they used to. So um, even as young as I am, it still happens. And humility is one of the things that Jesus is teaching us about in our gospel passage. He starts by talking to the crowds and his disciples, and he's talking about the scribes and the Pharisees, and he says, do what they tell you. And the reason is because they're in this position of leadership. It's their job to explain the faith and to lead the people along the right path. And so they, the crowds and the disciples, are to, to follow what the leaders are teaching them. But then he also wants them to be careful because he knows that the scribes and Pharisees are oftentimes prideful that they like to um, wear elaborate garments, that they like to have professional titles, that they like people to think well of them, that they like to pray in front of others just so that they could be seen, so that people could say, oh, wow, look, he's praying. He does a really good job at that. And so Jesus is warning the crowds and the disciples not to be prideful like the scribes and the Pharisees. And that's what this passage is all about. Avoiding pride and instead being humble. And so when he talks about the title rabbi and father and master, what he's saying is don't seek out these titles. Don't try to have these places of honor. Don't puff yourself up with pride. He's telling them instead be careful. Don't do that. And that's why he says um, do not be called rabbi. Do not call anyone on earth your father. Do not be called master. He's trying to guard them against pride. Because the scribes and the Pharisees, they like these titles in order to make themselves feel good, in order to puff themselves up beyond reality. And that's one of the ways we can think of pride, is where we try to make ourselves bigger than we really are, more important than we really are. We try to make our expectations more valuable than they really are. When we're going beyond reality and making ourselves out to be more important, and that's what the scribes and Pharisees were doing, and that's what Jesus is warning the crowds and disciples about. Instead, he wants them to be humble, to live in the truth. And that's what we're called to do, too. Sometimes when people try to be humble, they go too far in the opposite direction. They actually put themselves down, and we're not called to do that either. We're called to live in the truth. That's where our Lord wants us to be. And so that's what he's calling us to do in our gospel passage today. Which is why he tells us that the greatest must be 
your servant. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled. Whoever humbles himself will be exalted. I got a healthy dose of that this morning. Um, Some of you may be able to recall, those who came early, that the church was still locked. And that's not the way it usually works. Um, So I'm accustomed to somebody else unlocking the church on Sunday mornings, and that didn't happen this morning. And so um, I wasn't thinking it through that the person wasn't going to take care of this for me so that I would need to do it. When I first got up, the Lord was like, hey, you should go and unlock the church. And I'm like, why? I don't usually. I'm just going to, you know, stay in the rectory, hang out, take an easy morning. And then people are looking for me like, why is the church still locked? Well, got to live humbly, right? So thought too much of myself. I don't need to do that. And then God's like, yeah, you do. (laughs) Somebody's got to unlock the church. So um, living in reality. Okay. Made a mistake. Something that we can all do from time to time is make mistakes. But what do we do with that? Am I going to beat myself up over it? No. Why? Because I'm going to live in the truth. Truth is, God still loves me. Okay, I made a mistake. But God still loves me. And he loves all of you. And he loves us so much that not only did he make us enter into existence in the first place, but he holds us in existence. His love for us is so great that if he ever stopped loving us, we would just poof, cease to exist. But even when we went away with sin, when we turned our backs on God, he still came after us by becoming human himself and went through his passion and death out of love for us so that he could conquer death with his resurrection to offer us the opportunity of heaven again. That is to say, God loves you so much that he considers you personally worth dying for. How often do we reflect upon this reality? How often do we think how valuable we are to God? How many people can we think of would be willing to die on our behalf? If we tried to make a list, it'd probably be a pretty short list. And yet, God's willing to do that for you. Not only die, but even go through all of that suffering in order to offer you the great gift of eternal life with him forever in heaven. Such is his love for us. And in humility, we are called to live out that truth. We are called to recognize how profoundly loved we are by God. Sometimes people become prideful because they're insecure, because they don't think well enough of themselves. They don't recognize the reality of how important they are to God. And so because they don't feel good about themselves, they try to make themselves out to be more than they are by boasting, by exaggerating, by thinking too much of their own opinions. But the Lord calls us to be humble, to live in the truth, that we are his beloved children, that he cares deeply about us. And so when we live in the truth, we have a certain kind of security and understanding We don't have to be making ourselves out to be more than we are. Because we're already worth dying for. That's the way God thinks of us. That's the way he looks at us. And so, we're all called to be humble, to live in the truth. Not to exaggerate, not to boast, not to be prideful. And so, even though I can get exhausted trying to keep up with all the little kids in the different sports... Um, I'm going to continue spending time with them because they're worth spending time with. They're fun to be around. 
And now I'm a little more humbled and recognize I may be tired afterwards. I may be sore afterwards. But that's okay. It's worth it. So brothers and sisters in Christ, let us reflect upon the reality of God's profound love for each and every one of us. And this week, if you feel like doing it, it could help you in your faith life, I invite you to write down five things that you're that you're grateful for, five ways that you recognize God revealing his love to you. Just do that each day during the week. Keep that list somewhere where you can see it. And by the end of the week, you'll have a long list of things to be grateful for. But no repeats, because that's too easy. You've got to go deeper. So whatever you write down, don't write it down a second time. Just keep the list going of more and different things. And as we recognize all of these blessings that God gives us, It helps us receive that love that he has for us all the more. For the Lord loves us so much, he didn't only become human and give up his life on the cross, he continues to come to us out of love for us as he comes to us in the most Holy Eucharist.